What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, your voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host with the list. How the hell are you? Hope you are all doing well on this cold, snowy February day week. Start of the month, start of Black History Month. It is really weird with this weather. I hope wherever you're at, you are warm and safe. Uh, if you got to get out there and do the snow with a shovel, take it easy. Take it slow. Don't overexert yourself. Don't hurt yourself. You know, uh, strain muscles and all that. <laughs> you know, just take your time. It's not that important. Just make sure you leave a path for our uh, wonderful folks at the mail service. Hey, and uh, if you have a uh, snowblower, hey, man, you know, be a good neighbor. Go do it for the little old lady across the street or your neighbor next door. You know, be you know, be helpful. <laughs> do like I do. Uh, we got to take care of each other, right? Because nobody's coming to help us. Uh, I hope you all are doing well. I am doing good. Um, we're back. Here I am. I'm in front of the mic doing what I love to do. Um, it's just the beginning of the new season. We are not on YouTube yet. That is still coming. I got to get equipment and stuff together and so I can do it right. Um, and we're, when we get, uh, going with that, it is going to be fun. We're going to have, uh, people on almost every episode once that gets going. Right. So I hope you all tune into that on the YouTube channel. I will let you know where and when and where it'll be i'll have all that you know ready for you to go i don't want you to just think i'm just gonna throw it at you and not tell you about it i will tell you about it when it's ready to go but until then you know just hold on it's coming it's <laughs> it is coming um if you listen to the episode last week the first episode of this season actually um you heard somebody who's going to be on the show uh quite often or as much as i can possibly get her on uh she's a she's a good long time friend of mine so uh i know she's listening so i hope uh to get her on a lot because you know i think we have good chemistry and it's good to have chemistry when you have conversations with people and you know she helps me to get my brain right and um when we do the youtube channel nikki rev will be on there with me so you get to see her as well and um pretty sure will and um uh marcus will be back the wolf the wolf uh, pack will be back and doing all that and i have other people as well when we get to doing it uh, properly, but uh, just hold on. That's coming. I have not forgot about it. That is not something I'm going to get rid of. Um, like I said, we're going to have it. I'm going to branch this thing out and it's going to get bigger. Um, I want to have guests back. Uh, I'm pretty sure Lone Wolves of Jupiter, they'll be back. Um, uh, Lone Wolf Jupiter, I'm pretty sure they'll be back at some point. Um, they're doing good. I talked to them uh, not too long ago, so shout out to them. Uh, they're still doing new music and that's that's forthcoming i hope to have some more of that and debut that for you coming soon um today today we are doing things a little differently if you listen to the uh, podcast before we usually have kind of a, like a format where i start with news and i go into the topic and this that, and the other uh we're doing that a little differently because why because when the youtube channel comes out the format is going to change um uh, it's not going to be wholly different we're still going to do certain things but um, today's format is kind of going to be indicative of how we do things going forward. Um, and I hope you like it. If you don't like it, it's okay. And trust me, it's, it changes good. You have to change with things in order to incorporate things and take things out that don't really hit home this, that, and the other, right? I pay attention to things like that. I listen to when people send me messages and stuff. So, um, I hope you all enjoy the way to, the new format going forward. I hope you enjoy the YouTube channel when it comes out. I hope you just enjoy everything. If you've been keeping up with the, uh, Instagram page, uh, I hope you enjoyed the little things I do here and there. Uh, it's, that's just 
for us to have fun and uh, little topics. I don't want to do an entire segment on the podcast for, I usually put little blurbs on there um, just to keep you up to date with stuff. So uh, if you're not on the Instagram page, please go on Instagram and follow the, uh, the Instagram page at the underscore tweak underscore pod. It's, it's fun on there. I have, um, I have friends I'm starting to connect with, uh, with their Instagram pages. So maybe, you know, maybe you never know. Maybe I'll wind up being on, you know, one of their shows because they do podcasts and they do YouTube shows and stuff like that. So maybe I'll be on one of theirs and they'll be on one of mine and we really start to branch out there really start to have fun. But, uh, that's for later for right now. Let's get into some of the topics I wanted to talk about today. See, this is what I told you. I'm not going to do things the way we used to. <laughs> We're going to do things slightly different. So, uh, first things first, happy black history month. Um, yes, it's February. That's a thing. Me, I celebrate being black and, you know, 365 days a year, but you know, it's black history month. It's kind of cool to, you know, at least at the very least acknowledge that. But you know, if, even if it is the shortest month of the year, I'll take what I can get. But this is also, you know, uh, uh lunar new year for, uh, with the Chinese calendar. So, they, you know, it's kind of cool. Those things kind of, you know, overlap. So. That's kind of cool. So let's let's start off today by talking about the definition of clown behavior. Now, if you don't know what clown behavior is here, let me give you a um, kind of like a short summary. I'm not going to go in depth into it. Um, the definition of clown behavior is basically when you do something really stupid or say something really stupid based on a really stupid ideal. Um, what I mean by that and what I'm talking about uh, specifically about that is um, Halle Bailey. If you don't know who that is, Haley Bailey. I always forget how to pronounce her name. I don't know if it's Hallie or Haley. And the only reason I say Hallie is because I went to a middle school, a middle school here in uh, Detroit. It was, uh, was spelled exactly like her name, but we pronounced it Hallie. So I'm pretty sure it's Haley Bailey. But I'm pretty sure you know the singer, the beautiful young lady from the uh, um, oh, oh My God video. Um, look, she's a beautiful woman. She has an absolutely fantastic voice. Um, a few days ago, maybe uh, it's a little bit more in a week now, she, uh, posted on her Instagram and Twitter, her doing a cover of the Minnie Ripperton, uh, song, um, uh, loving you. Um, and, and she did a fantastic job. She even had the, uh, the high note, that kind of whistle register high note that Minnie Ripperton hit that I don't even, I can't even tell you how many, uh, singers have tried to hit that note and have failed miserably. I don't, I think. I think Haley and who maybe Mariah Carey can possibly hit that note. Maybe even Whitney Houston. It's it, it it's not a, it's not a lot. It's not even a handful of people who could probably hit that that high whistle whistle note register. Um. Anyway, she posted her doing a cover of it, a uh, cover of the song, and she did a fantastic job. Um. I'm not a big fan of the song because Lord knows they play that song way too much on the radio. But whatever. Um. But she did a cover of the song. Like I said, she posted it on Instagram and um, Twitter. And, you know, people obviously, you know, responded like, hey, you know, good job. Great job. Especially the fact that she was able to hit that really high note that very few people were able to hit. But then, but then came the clown behavior. And this is what I mean by the clown behavior. So there were way too many people. And I mean, men and women, just way too many that was, they were telling her that she was trying way too hard to be sexy in the video. And this is clown behavior. And I'll tell you why it's clown behavior. Uh, these, these are the same people that were applauding her and her sister when they were doing, when they were together and they were doing, 
um, risk, I would say slightly risque videos, right? Just by the way they were dressed. There was no, nothing bad and wasn't nothing overtly sexual, but it was, you know, form fitting and revealing costumes. I can't remember the name of the video, but they were wearing like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're basically wearing like nylon and really, really tight leather outfits, but then it looked nice. It was look good. It was, it fit for the video. Like I said, they all look good. Um, and then they turned around and they applauded her for doing the, um, Oh my God video. Uh, I mean, the Lord have mercy. Lord, I want to say, Oh my God, I'm thinking about something else, but the Lord have mercy video that she did with very, very overtly sexual maneuvers in it. And I love the video. I had no problem with it. I thought it was fantastic, but these are the same people that have a problem with her sitting and doing the, you know, mini Ripperton cover. And they said she was trying too hard to be sexy. And there was nothing overtly sexy about her singing the song. Minnie Ripperton is a beautiful woman. Haley Bailey is a beautiful woman. They both, you know, she did the cover. Minnie Ripperton sang the song. There's nothing overtly sexual about the song. But clown behavior decided to rear its ugly head because they have nothing better to talk about than how she looks. And it drives me nuts that people keep doing this. You can't just let somebody, you know, show off their talent and be who they want to be without you calling into question their motives. Lord have mercy. When are we going to stop doing this? I don't know. It drives me nuts when I see stuff like that. So just people don't do that. If somebody's doing something and you have a problem with who they are, not with the talent that they're displaying, just don't hit send. I mean, if you're going to type it, type it, just don't hit send. Don't hit post. Just keep it to yourself. You, you really aren't adding anything to the conversation surrounding anything worthwhile out here in the world. Just go somewhere, sit down and hold your breath until you pass out. And then we'll talk about you later on. Um, but for that, we're going to leave it at that. And we're going to move into now the definition of getting paid. Um, look, I told y'all when Spider-Man uh, got released, I said, look, this movie is going to hit a billion dollars. Right. And it did it hit a billion dollars worldwide, but it keeps going. Right. So, uh, as of, I want to say as of Wednesday, just this past Wednesday, the movie hit just shy of a billion dollars just domestically without being released in China. Now, if you don't know, movies are usually judged, um, domestically and worldwide with China thrown into the worldwide, um, into the worldwide, uh, um, markup. Now the movie never released in China. Don't know why, but whatever. Now there are a number of movies to, uh, reach a billion dollars without ever being released in China. Quite a few, but Spider-Man is doing it the fastest. It hasn't been out as long as these other movies have. And I was, I, I, I knew it would hit a billion dollars. I knew it would be a big time thing worldwide, but I didn't think it would be this big, this fast, man. This thing is a juggernaut. I don't get me wrong. I've seen this movie now four times. So I'm, I'm, I'm adding to that total. Um, and it is fantastic. Every single time I see that roof scene with, uh, Andrew Garfield, I tear up a little bit and I'm telling you, Andrew Garfield stole the show. Um, he's going to pop back up later on. And when we talk about something else, uh, so just hold on for that. Um, but yeah, that entire movie is just making money hand over fist. Um, I wish, I wish so, so much that I could, <laughs> I could write a movie and it would generate revenue like that. They are getting everybody attached to the movie is getting paid. Um, but bravo to them. It is a, that 
it is that good of a damn movie. I loved it so much. Um, also on the definition of getting paid, Bungie. Uh, if you don't know who Bungie is, Bungie is the um, is the um, a video game producing house that brought us Halo and Destiny uh, and Destiny and now Destiny Two. Um, just a few days ago, Sony International uh, Entertainment they bought Bungie for a whopping three point six billion dollars. Jesus, and y'all, you all, and so many people wonder why video games are. Uh, are such a big deal and uh, in a lot of our, our a lot of our lives that's why it, it generates a shitload of money and we know it um and outside of that they're just really fun to play great stories and all that um they are being folded into the into sie um for that 3.6 billion 1.6 billion of that is just to retain talent uh i found out from reading the article is just to make sure that the people who work for bungie stay at bungie and not to leave uh, Sony and Bungie and the Bungie CEO have both said that nothing is going to change about how they do uh, video games. Uh, video games at Bungie will not be um, uh, they will not be taken off of other um, platforms. They won't be taken away from Xbox or or Steam or you know uh, other places. But they will remain multi-platform. Um, nothing will become PlayStation exclusive like so many uh, Xbox. Uh, and Microsoft uh, bought properties have become lately, um, which is good because I love uh, I love pretty much just about everything Bungie has ever done. And I don't want everything to go to go on to being proprietary to a specific system. I want everything to be multi-platform like they have been for many, many years. Um, but for me, this is I, I, this. I want people to really get this through their head. Sony buying uh, Bungie and folding Bungie into their into the PlayStation family. This has nothing to do with video games, and I'll tell you why. Part of the uh, explanation that uh, Sony put out uh, in their, you know, in their press release about why they were buying Bungie is that they they said that they see a chance of uh out of outside of video game ventures, right? Uh, even Bungie used the words um that used the language of them turning into a multi media company and this is this is what that means to me right this is just my opinion but this is what this means to me this is not about video games bungie will continue to make video games they now have the funds to make sure that they have one crew that has that have always been making video games and a lot of the technology that they use to make video games bungie had to invent they basically went the route um, like George Lucas did with Star Wars. The technology technology wasn't there for what they wanted to do, so they actually had to hire people to invent this technology and to come up with stuff in order to make what they envisioned for the game going forward. Now, um, with that, that's where that $1.6 billion comes in. Now, with that, what I see Bungie doing is they are going to have one arm that does just you know video games but then they are going to have another arm within bungie that do that do um certain other things for uh sony which can lead into movies and television um other merchandise that we don't have that sony could possibly you know uh, uh offer us because bungie is telling them hey this is what we want to do this is going to be vr going forward this is going to be augmented reality going forward that bungie can can dip their toe into now that they have the backing of sony and the the the, the sony juggernaut of technology and tvs man who knows you might even see um at a point where you don't buy a console to play video games 
Um, so Bungie will be making video games that when you buy a TV from Sony, the games are programmed into the TV. Um, a lot of the things that Bungie is that, that they do with, uh, live, live, um, live action video games, not live action. Uh, what's where I'm looking for live season, basically, uh, video games. A lot of other people are trying to do, and they can't do it because they don't have the technology. Like I said, Bungie had to create it for themselves. So I'm telling you, this is going to be a big thing. I think the main thing for Sony, you don't pay $3.6 billion for a company without having something up your sleeve. So I think this is going to, so in a few years, when you see, um, the destiny movie or the destiny TV show come out, it's going to be because Sony ordered it right at uh, look what Sony is doing with the Spider-Man universe, right? They own the rights to it, even though they let Marvel do the legwork and they have their hand in it. True indeed, but they don't pony up the money up front, right? What do they, what do they do? They own the rights to the IPs, but other people want to do it. So they let them do the legwork and they say, well, just cut me my end cut me in on the on the check at the end of the day and then we'll loan you out the IP so you can build this world uh for us. Uh, That's exactly what they did with Spider-Man and everything in the Spider-Verse. They they own all IPs but they're letting the folks over at Marvel run the show and do everything. They're letting Feige and his crew do all the legwork and they just say, "All right, cool. Now now cut me my check for the IP and cut me my check for everything else that's in on it. Now, you know, I'm off to the races." I think that's going to happen with Bungie. You're going to see a Destiny movie. You're going to see a Destiny TV show. I think merchandise for everything that's got to do with Destiny is going to get a little cheaper too, by the way. A lot of their stuff is really expensive when you think about it. I mean, 70 bucks for a uh, a hoodie just because it has Destiny merch and whatever. All that stuff is going to get cheaper because now they have the backing of Sony to make it cheaper who can get things done faster and cheaper for them. Either either way, going forward, that's a $3.6 billion, B, billion with a B. That's a lot of money. That's, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a lot less than what um, Microsoft has paid for like Activision and Blizzard and all of them. Um, I think Microsoft ponied up like 30 billion for uh, one of them. I want to say it was uh, Activision. They ponied up um, just to keep them in house and keep them from making games. And that's what Bungie used to be. They used to be with uh, Activision, but they got tired of Activision shit and said, fuck it. We'll go independent and look what they've become. Um, this is good going forward, but yeah, this is good going forward for everybody that has uh love for destiny and wants to play anything under the bunge- under, under the bungee umbrella. Um, it also fills a gap for Sony cause Sony does not have a really, I'm not going to say reputable, but a really notable, um, video game arm, um, just for them. So I think while destiny and a lot of games that come from Bungie are going to remain multi-platform, I think at some point. Uh, Sony is going to go to Bungie and say, Hey, this is the type of game we want. Can you make it one that's just for us? Uh, that's not, and I'm pretty sure Bungie will acquiesce to that because they'll be under the PlayStation arm. So I look forward to how that is going to, uh, go, you know, how that is going to, uh, play out down the line. Let's see how it goes. Uh, moving on to the definition of self-destruction. And I'm talking to, all my Detroit Lions fans, all five of you, because it's it's only about five or six of us out there right now. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. There are plenty of real Detroit Lions fans. I get it. Um, there are a lot of people who are going to hear this, and they're just going to laugh because they're going to say, how the hell are you a Detroit Lions fan? Because I was born in Detroit. I'm a Detroit first, Detroit only kind of guy. Don't get me wrong. I, I still watch every sport on the planet. Um, then Detroit has a, 
has a team for pretty much every sport you can think of. Um, we almost had a lingerie football uh, team uh, not too long ago, but they wound up putting the team, and I want to say in um, Chicago or something like that, but they're still slated to get a lingerie football team. But anyway, Detroit has every sport. We have a, a soccer team. So, you know, shout out to Detroit City FC. I love them. Um, but, yeah, I watch every sport in Detroit. And lately, all of them have been bad, even though the Red Wings are rebuilding there. And they are very close. If you are a hockey fan, trust me, the Red Wings are very close to being very good. Again, let Steve Eisenman do his do his job. Um, and he is doing a, a damn good job uh, uh, for the Detroit Red Wings as the new GM. Shout out to him. Um, but the Pistons are bad. Um, they're GM is horrible. Uh, even though he's making strides, he has turned the team around quite a bit from where they were. They're still almost last in the East, but they aren't horrible to watch. They just need some time to gel and they need a few more pieces. Um, the Tigers are the Tigers are the Tigers. They just can't get out of their own way, especially now that uh, uh, old man Illich has passed away and this, the son is running. The son doesn't want to spend money like his dad did. But he doesn't realize that in baseball, if you don't spend money, you don't get players. And the Tigers are are lucky enough to um, be, I want to say, probably the the only other um, Detroit team where people are okay with going to play um, for them. You, they don't see the name Detroit and automatically turn the opposite way. Detroit Tigers has the the name has cachet still. It's up there. It's probably not as high as, but it's up there with names like. Yankees and Cubs and uh, Giants and, and, and you know, like uh, and the like. The name is still up there. It's still one of those names that carry weight. And it's like, hey, you know, I can go play with the Tigers. I can wear the old English D. This town has history with the team. But but the, the ownership is going to have to pony up some money. They, they're doing it with the Red Wings, but they're not doing it right, uh, right so much with the Tigers. But that needs to turn around. But we're talking about the Lions. Um, I bring up the Lions because the Super Bowl is coming up. And you're going to have the uh, L.A. Rams play the Cincinnati Bengals of all teams, oddly enough. Um, the Bengals have been in the Super Bowl before, if you don't believe it. Uh, but it's been quite a while. It's been 30 some odd years or something like something crazy like that. The Rams were just in the uh, Super Bowl a, a couple of years ago. And it was the Rams that the Lions traded quarterbacks with. Uh, we traded Matthew Stafford away in order to get Jared Goff. From the L.A. Rams, um, after they went to the Super Bowl uh, just a couple of years ago, and we also got a couple of first-round picks because the Rams re- reached the Super Bowl. That first-round pick that we thought might have been very high is now going to be the very last pick in the first round. But it is what it is. That's the fate of the Lions, and that's the point of it. It's the fate of the Lions. I've told people for many years that the problem with the Lions is not the players, it's not the coaching, it's not scouting um it's definitely not scouting when you consider that um just in my lifetime you've had three for sure hall of famers with uh barry sanders and um uh calvin johnson and now matthew stafford will be in the hall of fame whether you want to believe it or not it doesn't matter what you think the man has the stats and now he's in the super bowl so whether he wins or not he's going to the he's going to go to the uh hall of fame um and in um even before you know, my lifetime, they've had quite a few guys that went into the hall of fame. Um, so it's not scouting. It's not coaching. I mean, we've had some really shit coaches uh, in my lifetime. Don't get me wrong. Um, but those coaches are really not the problem. The problem is, and will continue to be 
for the foreseeable future, the fact that the Fords own the team. Now, I don't remember a time when the Fords didn't own the team. They bought the team before I was born and they've had it my entire life. And you get the shit that you see day, game in, game out for all these years. The problems with the Fords owning the team is not that the fact that, you know, they're the Fords. The fact it's the fact that their mentality has nothing to do with football. True indeed, there are a lot of owners who do other things and are billionaires, millionaires, hundreds of thousands of what millions of whatever they got uh, in their own pockets. Um, they all do other things outside of just owning the teams. But the Fords are old money. Their mentality is completely different from everybody else's. They don't care if the team wins anything because they make money whether the team wins or loses. I try to tell people this consistently and nobody seems to understand it doesn't matter if the team's in dead last wins a championship they all get paid true indeed if the team is winning they'll make more money but it doesn't matter they are going to make a billion plus dollars every year just by owning the team from tv revenue and endorsements and things like that because the nfl is that big of an entity people want to be associated with it so they pay in um, look how much money the, the team, look how much money the teams get from the league itself just through TV revenue. You talk about the TV revenue, TV revenue for just being on, just say CBS. That's in the excess of like $20 billion. I, I mean, just split that up between, uh, 30, uh, 32 teams. That's just for one channel. NFL is on CBS, ABC, NBC. It's on Fox. It's on ESPN. It's I mean, think about all these people paying billions of dollars just to run games on their channel. So the team makes money that way. The team makes money because of endorsements from like the Suman G. Coleman Cancer Foundation and from the uh, United States military. And yes, they get money from these and, and you don't seem to understand that. Um, the whole kneeling that Colin, the whole kneeling thing that Colin Kaepernick did and uh, did, and it started pissing off people talking about, oh, well, we stand during the national anthem. Well, guess what? They get paid to have players stand during the national anthem, and this, that, and the other. I don't think people realize that. Um, you see them wearing pink shoes and pink gloves for uh, cancer awareness. Well, they get paid to have the players do that too. The league is is a, is a monopoly. <laughs> at, at its core and they get paid a shitload of money and all that money filters down and gets paid to owners just for owning the team. Now I'm not saying that, that they don't pay out money because obviously the players are making, you know, players are getting paid and people that work in the stadium and all that other are getting paid. But compared to what they make, it's, it's quite a little, right? So, um, like I said, the Fords are making money, whether the team wins or not, and they don't care. You can just see how they hire people, to run the team. They never really go to hiring football minds, right? They always hire somebody and it, they're always described as, you know, the same, the same thing. It's that they're, they're that the people that they hire are always, Oh, they're very nice. And we, we feel a bond with them and they feel like family. And it's like, well, all you're telling me is that these people can be manipulated by you. They'll do what you think is right. The Fords have this thing in their head and it's obvious by the way they operate. They, they want to be like Jerry Jones and it's like, well, no, even Jerry Jones has, you know, people in his ear that are football minds that tell him to, Hey, sometimes you have to let go and let these things do it. The Cowboys 
under Jerry Jones have won multiple championships. And it's been a very, very long time. In my opinion, they are not America's team. That's a whole different conversation. We'll get to that another time. Um, but even Jerry Jones knows when, even he knows when to take a step back and let the football people do football and, you know, for him to just be an owner. Um, Robert Kraft with the New England Patriots. Um, think about all the success he's had as an owner. He knows when to take the lead, but he knows also most of the time to stay out of the way. Just sign the checks. Um, we need an owner like that in Detroit. And the fact that they could not do anything outside of the, you know, uh, two of the three years that uh, Caldwell was the head coach, and he took us to the playoffs two out of those. I'm sorry, two out of those four years he was the head coach. Um, if we didn't get screwed over by uh, the refs that year we played Dallas, we probably, we we, we were pretty good. There's no telling how far we could have went that year, but I digress. Um, if we can get the owners to understand that, hey, you have to back out of the way, we'll be all right. And Like I was saying, it's, it's highlighted by the fact that we traded away Matt Stafford um, for Jared Goff to the Rams. And the year that he gets to the Rams, now he's in the fucking Super Bowl after not even coming close to getting, getting anywhere near a Super Bowl in all the years he was here. It is, in one hand, infuriating. And it pisses me off to my core because this is what I've tried to tell people. It has nothing to do with the players. It has nothing to do with the coaches. None of that. Even when you have crap coaches and crap players, you can still luck up, make the playoffs, and look good in the playoffs. If you don't believe me, Look at the Atlanta Hawks for uh, God. I'm mean, sorry, not the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Falcons of the NFL, Hawks of the NBA. But the Atlanta Falcons, look at the Eagles with their run when they won the, uh, the Super Bowl a few years ago. Look at, um, uh, I'm trying, I'm losing it. Um, look at the Seattle Seahawks. They had a great defense. And don't get me wrong, their quarterback is really good. But do you really think he's like elite? Nah, he's probably just below the cuff of elite you don't need an elite quarterback you need a, a quarterback that doesn't you know get in his own way right you don't need superstar players you need a really good defense you need some good players and you need a quarterback to stay out of his own way but that all boils down to ownership knowing when to just hire football guys to do the work and getting the hell out of the way and the forwards can't do that so um, I don't know who I'm going to root for in the Super Bowl. I, I like to see the underdog win and uh, pretty much everything. And the Bengals are obviously the underdog. Um, but at the same time, I'm rooting for Matthew Stafford. Um, not because I think he's just such a great quarterback and he deserves to have a championship, but I'm rooting for it so he can come back to uh, Michigan, come back to Detroit, and rub it in the North, rub it in the Ford's damn faces because they just. They are shit owners. I've said this for so many years, and I'm just hoping at some, some, some juncture, some by some strange coincidence, that the NFL do to the Fords exactly what the NBA did to Rod, uh, uh, to Sterling and the Clippers, and just say, "Hey, look, we know you're on the team. God bless you, but you gotta go. You're embarrassing. You're embarrassing us. You make our entire product look bad by the way you operate business. So you have to sell the team to somebody else." Uh, I don't give a shit who you sell it to, but you got to go. So, so here's hoping one way or another, the Fords don't, you know, don't own the team much longer. And then my lions can actually look good for something. Uh, so uh, moving into the definition of anticipation, there are a lot of TV shows that are coming to the streaming sites and movies, this, that, and the other that may come 
and movies that are coming that I am so, so very much looking forward to. Um, one of them, one of them is Halo on Paramount Plus. Now, Halo, speaking of Bungie earlier, Halo is a Bungie game and Halo is, I'm, I want to say Halo is the definition of video game royalty, right? If there isn't, if, if there isn't uh, a way for you to understand what video game royalty is, obviously like Mario is video game. Anything Mario is video game royalty, but Halo is video game royalty, man. And now it's getting its own uh, series on Paramount Plus. The trailer is out there. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. Uh, I was skeptical because video game adaptations for anything, movies or TV shows, they tend to get laughed at and the people who are doing them don't really take them seriously. But I just looking at this trailer, I think they took this really, really seriously. And I think it's going to be really, really good. Um, uh, the other one is obviously one piece on Netflix. Yes. Yes. It is another anime adaptation. And I know a lot of people are going to shit on this, just like you shit on the um, cowboy bebop adaptation before ever seeing it. And it's okay. I don't, I don't give a shit what you think. I mean, I, like I said, I've said this when I defended the cowboy bebop, um, um, adaptation on Netflix. There is no one-to-one. It is impossible to do a one-to-one exact representation of live action for an anime. And for some people that's, if you can't do it one-to-one, then it shouldn't be done. But a lot of times you don't want a one-to-one. Sometimes you want a, almost exact replica, but you want to build on it. You want to explore other themes within it. Um, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I am going to give it a chance. I'm not a, even a big fan of the one piece, um, anime. And I know that's blasphemy to a lot of people because one piece is one of the big three. Um, look, I, I'll say this about, I'll say this about one piece. I have no problem with the anime as is. I just know the ending is going to let people down and you're going to be pissed about it one way or another, but it is what it is. We're going to leave it at that. I am actually looking forward to this. I want to see how well it turns out or how bad it turns out. We'll, we'll see one way or another. Um, the book of Boba Fett on Disney plus it is actually decent. I'm not going to say it's good. It's just below the surface of good. It's a lot of things that I don't like, but it is a lot of things I do like. One of the main things i really do like is the fact that Cad Bane showed up in the series. I thought that was really cool. Um, it, I think it's okay. I think it's, pretty good um i'm not one of these boba fett slappies that thought he you know he's like just such a great character where he needs to he needs to have his own series and he needs to have his character explored no no he doesn't he's he's a bounty hunter and he got whacked it is what it is um i do like the character i, I love the outfit obviously it makes great cosplay so the series is okay if you haven't watched it start watching it i'm gonna have to go catch up because i've missed the last two episodes i'm gonna have to go I'm going to probably just start the whole damn thing over and watch it from the very beginning either way. Um, and as far as series go, Moon Knight. Moon Knight is coming. Um, I I wasn't skeptical because I know Moon Knight is one of those characters that the vast majority of uh, people out there don't know. You have to be a really, you have to be one of the really sweaty nerds to even know the comic book character or know his background and this, that, and the other. Um, I can't wait for Moon Knight to come. Oscar Isaac is starring as the title character, it is going to be a wild ride. Um, they're saying that it, this may become a limited series, so there won't be a, a second season there. I think they're basically doing this just to introduce him um, into the MCU and then he'll pop back up later on. He's one of the Midnight Suns, so I'm hoping that that becomes a thing. Um, the character itself is basically Batman meets the Punisher. 
that's if you can visualize that uh, so um but leaning more toward the punisher the anti-hero that will <laughs> will kill somebody if he feels it's justified so either way uh it's going to be a good series like i said oscar isaac stars he's a damn good actor this is a very good character to explore because they're not really exploring um the superhero aspect this looks more like an exploration or an um mental illness within the superhero community because he has a few mental illnesses going on so if you know nothing about the character watch it i'm pretty sure you'll be intrigued by it now as far as movie goes there are two movies that i'm really looking forward to and that are coming out for sure and one that may come out that i have a question that i have the question about um the batman is coming the one with robert pattinson starring i look i am oh god i have waffled back and forth about this movie for since they announced it and announced that robert pattinson was going to be uh bruce wayne slash batman i i just don't know i i'm gonna go see it i'm gonna go to the theater and see it i'm not gonna sit at home and wait to watch it on hbo max or wherever the hell it winds up on streaming um i am going to go to the movie theater and pay money sit down and watch this movie and i will give you my honest assessment after i watch it um I was of the first mind that, hey, it's Robert Pattinson. It's going to be trash because it's Robert Pattinson. I've never seen him act in anything uh, all that well. But then, you know, I heard the synopsis of it, and then I watched the teaser and then the trailer here and there. And then I got excited for it. And then there are other things that have happened that I'm like, well, I don't know. How is this going to work? Um, either way, I I do want to see it. I, I do. I, I am looking forward to it. I, I'm, I'm anticipating that it's actually going to be good. And it better be good. Because if it's not, DC has problems on their hand. Because if this one isn't good, I don't care how good um, uh, Black Adam or Shazam 2 is going to be. Nobody's going to give a shit about DC, the DCEU going forward if this Batman uh, bombs. Another film I'm looking forward to seeing is Clean, starring uh, Adrian Brody. came out on the uh, 28th of January. Um, Adrian Brody is a, uh, is a cleaner. You know, the guy who cleans up after hits and do you know stuff like that and he operates as a garbage man in the day and a uh, cleaner at night um it looks really really gritty really really dark it's not something i would ever think to see adrian brody in and it looks really good from the trailer um i'm gonna get a chance uh next week i'm gonna go see it and i'll let you know how it is but it looks good man it's it's one of those movies that you don't expect to see certain people in it and when you see it it turns out really good pretty much like uh when we saw Denzel in uh, Training Day, right? You never expected to see Denzel in a movie like that, and it was fucking fantastic. So I never expected to see Adrian Brody in something like this, and it looked really good. Now, a movie that may happen or may not happen, uh, depending on you know, depending on how the the gods work this out, is The Amazing Spider-Man Three. Now, Andrew Garfield was so good. Now, I told you we we're going to talk about this earlier. Andrew Garfield was so good in Spider-Man No Way Home that people have been clamoring for the third Spider-Man, uh, the third amazing Spider-Man, which was the Andrew Garfield duology. Um, they're now clamoring for a third for him to, you know, get a third movie, pretty much like uh, Tobey Maguire and now Tom Holland. And I only got one question about that. Where the fuck were all these uh, people wanting a third movie in 2014? Hmm. Because when the movie came out, the movie was good. It, the movie hasn't changed. It's still the same movies. Andrew Garfield was the same then, just like he is now. Um, but people didn't want to see him in the third movie. That's pretty much why uh, Sony 
with the way they did with just, you know, recasting as Tom with Tom Holland and, you know, lending the character out to Marvel all these years. But now after this performance in No Way Home, now all of a sudden you want to see an amazing Spider-Man 3. Oh, man, come on. It's the same guy. He was good then. He's good now. Now, in my honest opinion, he deserves uh, a, a third movie just like he deserved a third movie back then. I think, um, you know, all things hindsight is twenty twenty. this, that, and the other. Um, I think it's, I think the stars have aligned for him to have a third movie because we may get Venom in that particular movie, right? The black suit Spider-Man who turns, the, the black, the black suit turns out to be a symbiote, this, that, and the other, and he getting rid of it. And then, you know, we wind up with, um, uh, Brock or, or maybe even Flash, probably Flash Thompson as the, uh, Venom inside of the Sony Spider-Verse. So hell, you know. Maybe the the fact that he didn't get it uh, his third movie back then, maybe it's to his advantage to have having to have waited this long for it. Um, either way, it, a third Amazing Spider-Man would be really good. Hell, to- Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland have both said, "Hey, look, you see him in, uh, you saw him in No Way Home. You see how good he is. Get this movie made. Uh, get him a get him a third movie. He deserves it." And I I agree with them totally. Uh, so. Moving on to definition of underrated. Um, I've watched a lot of anime this season, <laughs> just like I pretty much do all the time. I haven't talked about a lot of it, but uh, I've been watching a lot of it. I've been impressed. I'm not, you know, overjoyed about anything. That Attack on Titan, oh, Lord have mercy. And Demon Slayer is really good, like always. Um, but my favorite uh, anime right now, it's I still say it's underrated because I think people are putting it behind a lot of underrated. Uh, it's the Ranking of Kings. This anime is so so much fun. It's so cute. It's so heartwarming. Um, it I just I love the anime in, in any way I can root for uh, Boji, the, the main character. I I'm going to I root for him like no other. Um, to me, it is the best anime out right now. This is second season. If you have never seen Ranking of Kings, look look it up. It's on uh, tons of streaming sites everywhere. Not just Funimation. Just look online. Ranking of Kings. Look it up. They'll give you some place you can stream it for free. Um, hell, a lot of times you can stream most of this stuff on, on Funimation and Crunchyroll for free. You just have to watch commercials and I'm, I'm okay with commercials. Um, and another underrated, uh, thing, if you haven't seen it, yes, I know it's number one on Netflix, but I still say it's underrated because people aren't watching it. Um, really, uh, all of us are dead. Uh, it's really, it's a really good zombie, uh, flick. Uh, for some odd reason, it reminds me of high school of the dead, the anime, I don't know why it reminds me of it. Maybe because they're, it's students in a high school and it's a zombie outbreak. But for some odd reason, I get that feel from it. And I love High School of the Dead. I really like this. Um, if you haven't watched it, watch All of Us Are Dead. It is really good. Uh, like I said, Ranking of Kings is a, really, is a really good anime if you haven't watched it. And there's plenty of really good stuff out there right now to watch if you just don't know what to watch. Um, the streaming sites are, are really throwing hay, uh, haymakers trying to, you know, uh, be number one um, in your heart <laughs> to get that money up out your pocket. Um, and they all have some really good things on it. It isn't just Netflix. Amazon Prime is, has a lot of good things with like the Wheel of Time. Uh, HBO Max, which which has a ton of every type of everything on it. Uh, like Mayor of, e- Mayor of Easttown, if you haven't watched it, go watch that. Um, uh, Tubi. Tubi is free and they have a lot of OG movies on there. That are, you know, it's like, oh, shit, I haven't seen this in a while. Let me watch this. And you can watch something over there. All the streaming sites have something good. Um, it's a good time to have 
the you know multiple streaming sites because you're always going to have something something good to watch even if you don't want to watch the the main you know the main big names out there right now there's a lot of stuff on there so uh like i said ranking of kings good anime uh root for boji great character uh and all of us are dead really good uh zombie really really good zombie uh flick um and this is a, and we're going to end today's episode with a uh, definition of a fond farewell january was a shit show of uh deaths of very famous people and i don't particularly bring bring up the deaths of people very often usually uh when we were doing it before it was always because i had some connection to the person either uh, emotional or, or just something had that uh that i caught wind of them when i was younger and you know that develops memories and those memories are connected to people and that was pretty much all january all these people have some sort of you know connection that leads to a memory that leads to somebody that i remember um like dan reeves uh nfl legend head coach he passed away on january 1st um uh also on january 1st max julian if you don't know who that is he's an actor he was the star of the mac <laughs> i mean come on black exploitation at its best he passed away also on january 1st january 9th bob saget comedian passed away obviously you know who bob saget is dad on full house um january 18th uh fashion luminary andre leon tally passed away talking about the head editor at vogue a black man at head at the, as the head editor at vogue for god i want to say 20 years or something like that it was, it was a very very long time i'm not even really into fashion but i knew it because there was a black guy as the head editor at vogue um then the 20th uh january 20th meatloaf famous rocker he passed away um louis anderson passed away on january 21st another famous comedian um louis anderson is one of those dudes that when i was really young i didn't i knew nothing about stand-up comedy i didn't know what it meant to be a stand-up com- uh, comedian and people like him and uh robin harris and Ar- uh, arsenio hall who was not just a tv show host he was a stand-up comedian too but i don't think people remember that uh and eddie murphy that they really showed me what it meant to be a stand-up comedian and they were all just so damn funny um and then sydney Poitier obviously hollywood legend first black man to ever win an uh an oscar he passed away on january 20th um all these people have um left memories in my head for one reason or another somewhere down the line and like i say every single time i mention one of these people passing away these are not just um celebrities who have passed away that i liked Um, each of these people represent some small piece of my childhood that I now have to bury, whether I knew them or not, which I don't know any of these people. I've never met any of them. Um, but there's some small, you know, piece, um, of my, my youth or my upbringing or my, uh, my, my cultural heritage or whatever you want to call it. Um, they, they meant something because I was connected to them in some way. And it's a memory um, that is now I have to throw out and try to figure out how to make new memories. And being a dad, I am making new memories, but it kind of sucks every single time you have to get rid of those old memories or you hear of a death and those memories come flooding back. And it's like, Oh yeah, damn man. That, that's gone now too. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what it's those, that type of thing. So, uh, it kind of sucks. All those people passed away and it's just going to be more and more as I get older. I know that and I'm just going to have to deal with it. It is what it is. Um, but for now, I'm just going to deal with that and I will see you 
next time. Um, more than likely next Friday, if something pops up that is really, really fun and really, really important, I will see you before then. Um, but until then, for Nikki Rev, my producer, Nikki, I love you. Thank you for helping me out today. Uh, and thank you for helping me out every single day with this stuff. Uh, and for everybody listening, God bless you. We will end the episode the same way we always do because this is one thing I'm not going to change in the new fun format. I want to say goodbye the same way we always do. God bless. I love you. And peace. If you like what you're hearing, then by all means, do check back in every Friday at 5 p.m. on Spotify and follow us on Instagram at the underscore tweakwell underscore pod. And by all means, go back and listen to the older episodes and see where we came from and see where we're at because we started from the bottom, but now we're here. I'm Jake Alexander signing off. See you later.